Rhino, buddy, are you all wet? Have you dried off from the hurricane? Chad, no hurricane can stop us doing the Friendly Confines podcast. The hurricane has moved through the state of Florida. Now I am on to focusing on the last month of the season with you and this Chicago Cubs ball club. A lot of our listeners know, you know, we normally drop our episodes on Sunday or Monday. We're a little delayed this week. We're, we're doing it right before the Brewers series kickoff. Uh, we've got a great guest. You'll tell us a little bit about that. But the main reason we had to delay things because things were looking a little dire. I'm glad Doreen didn't beat you up too much and just uh, maybe uh, washed off all your lawn furniture out there. But we've got a big show. We're going to talk about some key additions to the team, some additions that have come from the injured list. Others have come from the divorce potential proceedings list. And then we've also got some guys going on that list. Rosters expand. We're going to talk about anything and everything. What are you excited about on the show? Well, I'm excited. We get to catch up with Al Yellen. He's the managing editor of bleedcubbyblue.com and he is going to give us his insights on if he thinks the Cubs have conceded the division or they are still the team to beat in the NL Central. So buckle up and get ready because the Friendly Confines starts right now. First inning, Chad, and let's start with the stretch run. We are down to the final month of the season. This is where it's all going to come down to how well the Cubs play. 88 is probably the magic number, Chad, is how the Cubs are going to get into the postseason. So that means that this team at least has to go 13-11 and 11 in their last 24 games, starting with their series against Milwaukee. And there are no cupcakes on this schedule, because even if you look at a team like Pittsburgh or Cincinnati for that matter that is remaining on this Cubs schedule both the Pirates and the Reds have played well against the Cubs this year Mm. and they are not playing well on the road the Cubs are so every single game is going to be a strenuous outing for this team but that is ultimately what is going to allow this team to make it to the postseason so 88 to to 92 is really the range that they have to get to at least win the division or, excuse me, get the wild card or win the division if they're going to win over 90 games. Ultimately, it comes down to this, Ryan. I mean, people can be frustrated, and they have been frustrated about the inconsistencies of this t- of this team throughout the season, the, the poor effort on the road. They've been actually as good as anybody at home, but the, the road effort has is, is shown a lot of, of concerns. The fact that this team has not shown consistent um, progress and improving and showing uh, just, just – uh, a lineup that, that, that will continue to go out there and, and put their foot on people's throats. We've not seen that. It doesn't really matter now. There's four weeks left to go. And if you have a chance, want a chance, if you are going to be that team that is going to go deep and long into the, the postseason, a run has to start right about now. I mean, remember the Indians had that 20-some win uh, year a couple years back? And you know what? They didn't go very far in the playoffs because that, that they peaked a little too soon. So – If you're a Cubs fan, all you can hope for right now is they start to figure it out, they start to gel, and they start to build up momentum because this stretch run where they're taking on um, the Brewers here for the very last time this week, uh, then they've got a couple cupcakes between the Padres, Pirates, and and, and Reds. Let's just share that. Those are games they should be be winning. Um, It's really going to come down when you say stretch run. The last 10 games, seven against the Cardinals. And so what I'm going to share right now, the Cubs are either going to earn their way in or they're going to show 
that they didn't belong there. Yeah, 100%. Let's move on to the second inning. And the return of Zoe. Ben Zobers back in the lineup against the Mariners this past week as the Cubs swept the two-game series against Seattle. And, man, couldn't have come at a better time. But, Chad, the biggest question I have about this is the fact that Ben Zobris kept his same walk-up music of his ex-wife, or I yeah. guess should say his estranged wife. Do you have a problem with Zoe no. keeping the same walk-up music with his wife, who he is in the middle uh, of getting a divorce from? You're throwing me a curveball, and I'm going to address that really briefly with, with just the update. From all intents and purposes, what we have found out that um, the proceedings have stopped. So they're not fully going on. We don't know what's going on. We did hear by sound bites that the reason he made that move to remove himself from the team was to save his family, not to get custody of the kids, not to win the divorce, things like that. So the Tennessee proceedings have paused. So there's a chance that they will work it out. And let's be honest, guys, marriage is hard. And so, uh, and, and he, without sin, throw the first stone, whatever. What I am going to share with you about this is I have, I have some excitement here. Initially, I was thinking, okay, this is an older gentleman, you know, last year of his contract. So it's nice to give him the opportunity to go off into the sunset or earn a, a couple uh, pay me deals in the next, by, by showing what he can do. I've, I do have some concerns that he can play himself into shape and, and, and not be a detriment to the team over this last month. Um, But what he does do is provide consistency. What he does do is provide a a clubhouse focus um, that is net that we talked about in the last episode about how, who is the guy in in the clubhouse that is actually knocking heads and, and keeping people policed. So I'm glad he's back for that reason. I'm glad he's back because he's, you know, everybody remembers the double on that beautiful night in in, uh, October in Cleveland. Um, It's good that he's back. I hope his, his personal life uh, gets worked out. Um, But from, from from my perspective, I also hope he, hope he hits for average and plays flawless defense. He provides a great opportunity to hit leadoff, something the Cubs have been lacking all year long. And he did provide a spark in that opening game against the Mariners as well as the second game. He's a guy who can get on base. He's a guy who can set the table. And he's also a guy who's had – it's not like he just came back cold. I mean, let's not forget, he spent some significant amount of time. In it's Myrtle This is Beach Major League Baseball, buddy. I hear you. You it's know, Major League so, Baseball. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, if nothing else, I think he is somebody that can provide at least some veteran presence, as you mentioned, as well as that leadoff opportunity yeah. for this team to be able to get, um, you know, on base and, and set the table. Yeah. So let's move on now to the third inning and another return, which was um, prompted and uh, exclamated by a home run in his first game back. That being Wilson Contreras. Welcome back, who, Willie. And it was nice to see Willie, who yeah. shot up his 20th home run of the year and uh you know you and i have talked on this show as valuable as kind of the big three are uh Contreras is kind of the uh, unsung hero of this cubs ball club as far as i'm concerned yeah here i mean he's hitting close to 280 we mentioned the 20 home runs he's got a gun for an arm behind the backstop so defensively he's arguably the best catcher in baseball um you know again the Cubs are going to need all their horses if they're going to try and contend, not just for a playoff spot, for certainly a World Series opportunity to get yeah. back to the series. And it was nice to see Contreras back in the lineup and basically, you know, just leading off where he left off, more or less, uh, after he got injured and was on the DL for uh, a few weeks. 
Yeah, he says he's 80 to 90% on the on the bases. He says he's 100% behind the plate. And that arm behind the plate is 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 an X factor for this team. That enthusiasm and that drive is an X factor for the team. That bat obviously with the very first at bat coming back, hitting it out of the park 450 feet. That is such an important key to the game. You know, what we need to monitor and watch and 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 see if we can what we can do is is you know, Wilson needs to to lower his 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 idle and lower lower his motor a little bit and not try to leg anything out because if you do see Wilson pull up lame at any point running in the next, you know, between now and the end of the season, he's gone. He he's completely over because these hamstring injuries for big guys like that with big old legs are, you know, that's 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 going to be problematic. It's great that he's back. The energy level he brings to to the 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 uh, and the consistency he brings to the pitching staff is so wildly needed. Um, this couldn't happen at a better time, and uh, he is going to be a key if this this team's going to go on a run. Let's move on to the fourth inning, and of course, September means the call ups. This is the last year that we will actually see the forty man roster in its present form with the September call-ups, which I personally think is actually a good idea. But the Cubs obviously uh, bring in some guys up from the, the minor leagues um, and, and certainly guys that, uh, you know, may have an impact uh, on the stretch run here to see, uh, you know, if nothing else, it expands their bullpen, it expands their pitching staff to at least bring in more arms. I mean, that, for me at least, is probably the only thing that I see as kind of an upside to having these 40-man rosters yeah. expand is that, it gives you more depth on your pitching staff, especially for the bullpen, which is, uh, of course, the, uh, you know, the, the black hole for this team uh, when yeah. it comes to any weakness that they have. So um, are you OK with the fact that next year we're going to be kind of doing away with the 40 man roster call ups in September and that we will have the team as is and and construed with just the 25 man roster? Well, it's interesting because I mean, what it does do is 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 it 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 makes baseball so incredibly different in the last month, which makes no sense. It's like this is the team that got you there, and then all of a sudden you've got all these other movable pieces that you put into the into the game that that uh, that didn't get you there throughout the process. I mean, so so. Um, I never really uh, understood it. I, I get it from an injury standpoint, giving people breathers, giving people looks at the major league level. Um, but I, I, I'm glad they're making the move uh, uh, to to make it more like regular baseball. September baseball is 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 not the same. It's not a, it's not it's not an apples to to, to, to apples sort of right. Comparison. Well, and it it makes a bigger difference, obviously, when you have teams in contention that can hundred percent broaden their roster. That that's well, but it, but I mean, it really helps. It helps tanking teams tank more. Cause you give the prospects looks, it helps really good teams get their people fresh and healthy. Right. Yep. And then the people in the middle, it just, it's these, you know, as they're fighting and struggling, you know, my biggest concern, if I'll share this and then wrap my part up is just to say, you know, it scares me a little bit because we know that Madden likes to tinker with lineups and likes to make these adjustments and it gives him all these other pieces in places to it. I want more consistency. I want to see a team primed to make a run, be healthy and, 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 uh, and, drive their way in into the playoffs and when you have all these extra people is is everybody going to have the opportunity to gel and get consistent fifth inning now and of course there's been uh some rumors and reports to say the least that if the cubs do not make a deep run in the postseason that there is basically and you and i have spoken about this in past episodes that there is talk that the cubs could make a move to possibly blow up this team i don't want to say completely blow up because there would be parts of this team but there would be name guys that would maybe no longer be a part of this franchise and the big name that everyone is saying 
is Chris Bryant, who is uh, under team control for at least another two seasons. But being represented by Scott Boris, who is known as being a very extremely difficult agent and a guy who's going to hold out for as much money as possible. This is a guy who represents a guy like Bryce Harper. I mean, you basically named the all-star, you know, he, he basically represents yeah. them. Yeah. Chris Bryant is represented by Scott Boris. They are talking at this point about upwards of $200 million. Um, and so the big question is, is, if the Cubs do need to make a move where they don't make a deep run in this postseason, is Bryant the guy who you trade to a team for um, great and upscale prospects? Um, it's certainly a serious conversation to have. I understand that Chris Bryant is still a young player and is certainly one of the top players in baseball. But, you know, uh, something that was brought to my attention uh, recently is that even the Atlanta Braves, who won 14 consecutive you know, division titles and made it to the World Series multiple times during that run in the 90s, um, they didn't have the same core for their entire 14 years. There were trades yeah. that were made. There were players that were big-time guys that were no longer a part of the team. I mean, you can think of like a Terry Pendleton or a David Justice. So maybe this is just kind of how baseball is at this point, that you have to think about those things and that the core guys aren't necessarily going to be your core guys through the stretch run. I'm actually what? in favor of this. If the Cubs don't make a deep run, I think you have to take a serious look at this roster and say, what can we get to rebuild our farm system? A farm system that unfortunately is not very good right now as far as prospects go. And you can get something in return for Chris Bryant for young ups, you know, upcoming players and not have to break the bank at the same time. What I appreciated earlier this week, Jed Hoyer uh, went on the radio show and, and he said, and he, he kind of gave, gave words to what I've been kind of thinking for a while now. And he said, you know, the, the offensive explosive potential, the, the, the powerhouse potential that we saw on track in 2015 has never been realized. And, and, and we're in 2019 now. So, so what that tells me is they have trusted they believe they've done the projections. The smart guys have done the analysis to say, this is where everybody's supposed to be you know, based upon their upside. And we all agree. I mean, the eye test shows us. We don't need to be the smart guy with the spreadsheet to know. This team um, and the, the, the stars of 2015 have not continued their ascension. And Chris Bryant's one of those guys. For a guy to be the high school player of the year, the college player of the year, minor league player of the year, the rookie of the year, and the MVP, he is kind of plateaued. Is he a really great player? A hundred percent. There's not a listener here that can t say, hear me and, and, and take offense to what I'm sharing. He is a solid, solid player. Is he the best third baseman in baseball? Not even by, you know, not, 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 not at all. There, there, there are other third basemen that you would absolutely think, well, yeah, that they're even playing field or that one's a little bit better. What I would say right now is if it's Chris, if it's others, Chris seems to be the one that could get the biggest haul. If this farm system could be, uh, and you said it depleted, if they could be restocked, um, in an off season, it looks to to be a another disappointing end, and you could start building to the future. Think about the Red Sox. You know, between their first World Series and the next one, seven years later, they did that by having a stocked minor league system. We don't have that right now. And if Chris Bryant's the guy, I'm not going to stand in the way of that. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So let's move on to the sixth inning now. Two key injuries for this Cubs team going into the week. Javi Baez, Hugh Darvish. Darvish scratched from his start last week for a forearm tightness. Javi uh, with a thumb injury, both uh, still day-to-day. -day. Um, Darvish supposedly is going to start this week in Milwaukee. 
Baez, no timetable on his return right now. Um, obviously, it, it goes without saying that, you know, they, they need both of these guys down the stretch uh, to make any sort of run. Darvish has been, obviously, and we've talked about it, uh, next to Quintana, their, their best pitcher in the rotation at the moment. So um, hopefully it's nothing serious, especially after everything that Hugh Darvish has gone through to get to the point where he is now. Hopefully he is able to kind of straighten himself out. And Javi, of course, uh, you know, the lightning rod of this offense, uh, you know, certainly has been, you know, tremendous as, as usual, uh, you know, leads the team in RBIs and obviously is, you know, just the spark plug of this team offensively and defensively. So hopefully we can see them back in the lineup uh, very shortly. Um, like I said, uh, Darvish, as of now, is scheduled to start on Saturday. Uh, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I like the move with Darvish. He's been lights out red hot. He's been absolutely incredible. The best pitcher in, 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 in baseball by some measures, the absolute best pitcher on the Cubs staff um, consistently. Um, over the last uh, month and a half, um, ha- giving him a breather right now. I don't, I, I didn't see that as an issue. Um, you know, we do have people in again, Tyler Chatwood and others that can step in and, and, and do the role and, and stretch out the bullpen a little bit. You know, the bias thing uh, concerns me a little bit because wrist injuries uh, affect your power uh, more than anything. So, um, you know, with you missing a start, I'm okay with that because it gives him arm, uh, his arm and he's a power pitcher, a finesse pitcher that it hits the edges with power. Um, gives him a chance to take a break. Um, Javi Baez, you know, the longer he's away, the longer that's a concern. However, it does allow other people in the lineups. Talked about being a positive, but Javi Baez, like Wilson Contreras, has to be healthy if this team is going to make a run. Time now for the seventh inning stretch here on the Friendly Confines. And we are joined this week by Al Yellen, the managing editor of BleedCubbyBlue.com. You can also find him on Twitter at BleedCubbyBlue. Taking a few minutes here on the Friendly Confines to talk some Cubs baseball. Al, welcome to the Friendly Confines with Chad and Ryan. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to talk to you. And uh, let's get right into it. Obviously, it has just been a Jekyll and Hyde season for this ball club, and especially uh, the last week and a half. Just when you think this team is down, then they go out and they sweep the Mets. Then they have trouble against the Brewers. Then they get off to a decent start this week against the Mariners. You never know what you're going to get from this Cubs ball club. So with that, what's the word you would best describe how this 2019 season has been for the Chicago Cubs. Well, I, you know, I don't know if there is one word. It's uh, it's been frustrating, but then, you know, here they are in possible position to win the division and go to the postseason. So confusing, uh, strange. You know, they've won 10 of their last 15 games, but it sure doesn't feel like it. Are you on the same train as I am right now? where maybe you've conceded the NL Central to the Cardinals and now it's just kind of focusing on the wild card. Where do you stand on that? Oh, not in the least. I mean, uh, you know, the Cubs are three games out. There's 24 games left. They have seven left against the Cardinals. So, no, this is not over by a long shot. Cardinals still have to play the Nationals. They still have to take a trip to, to Colorado and Arizona. And so I still think this is anyone's division. Wow. What I- – it, it, let me ask you this, though. From what you've seen from this baseball team, what gives you the confidence to feel like there is still an opportunity for them to go out and win the division this year? Do you, do you, is there something I can take from, from that and say, okay, I point to this, and that's a good reason why I think the Cubs still have a good shot? 
Well, I think they have the best talent in the division. I don't, and I think that, you know, almost everyone kind of agrees on that. They just haven't been consistent with it. Uh, starting pitching has been really good. Some of the bullpen's been good. Some of it hasn't. Hitting's been good sometimes. They, they hit, you know, they went to New York and, and beat up on three really good pitchers. And then they came home and got shut out twice by Brewers pitchers who should not have come anywhere near that. So, you know, you kind of raise your hands up and go, what is going on here? They just need to get more consistent. Uh, more consistency will, will certainly help, you know, win games as, as they go along through September. You mentioned the Cardinals, Al, and obviously those games are probably going to ultimately determine who wins the NL Central this year. Um, when you look at the Cubs schedule, I, I believe they have more road games than they do home games coming down the stretch here. But do you feel like um, that this schedule is favorable to them, I guess, when you look at the opponents that they're playing down the stretch? Well, they still have games left with the Brewers. Uh, going to Milwaukee is, is not e- always easy, but, of course, there will be lots of Cubs fans in Milwaukee. They have to travel to San Diego. Uh, the Padres have had a decent year, but the Cubs can't should be able to to at least uh, you know play even with the Padres. They'll go to Pittsburgh. The Pirates season is pretty much over. And they've got the seven games left with the Cardinals. So, you know, a three-game deficit, if, if you didn't have those seven games, it might be tougher. But, you know, the Cubs can go in and play and beat series coming up at Wrigley Field against the Cardinals a week from this coming weekend or two weeks from this coming and the Cubs have not lost the Cardinals at home this year yep very true very very true we're talking with Al Yellen he is the managing editor of bleedcubbyblue.com you can also find him on Twitter at bleedcubbyblue giving us a few minutes here on the seventh inning stretch of the friendly confines here with uh, Chad and Ryan. Al, we were talking about this stretch run here for the Cubs as far as their schedule is concerned. Two of those guys that they're going to need, Ben Zobris and Wilson Contreras. Zobris back with the big league club. Contreras still nursing that injury. Any inkling or anything that Joe Madden has recently said as to when we can expect to see one or both of those guys back in the Cubs lineup heading down the stretch? Well, Ben Zobrist is expected to start uh, the game Tuesday night against the Mariners, and we'll see what happens from there. He won't start every day. He will get some playing time. He'll get some pinch hit at bats. Uh, Wilson Contreras is due back Thursday or Friday when the Cubs play the Brewers in, in Milwaukee. And, you know, keep in mind the Cubs have won now 10 out of their last 15 without Wilson Contreras. That really, you know, the return of Contreras could really give a great boost to the offense. You know, nothing against uh, Victor Caratini, who's played very well in Contreras' absence, but Wilson Contreras is a difference maker, I think, for this club offensively. How concerned are you about this bullpen holding up down the stretch? And even if they get to the postseason, that this is a team with a bullpen like this that can contend for a World Series? Well, you know, they signed Craig Kimbrell because he was, he was, you know, he was the guy who was the closer for the Red Sox in last year's World Series, although he did not have. He did not have a great postseason. That was supposed to be the missing link, the guy who could solidify the rest of the bullpen and, you know, uh, not put too much pressure on Pedro Strope, who hasn't been very good this year, and some of the other setup guys. Uh, you know, they've got some good contributions out of Rowan Wick, uh, who has turned into a, a good high-leverage reliever. And, you know, every every team has weaknesses somewhere in its bullpen. The Cubs are just going to have to kind of ride these guys and see how well they do. Yeah, for sure. Al Yellen is the managing editor of BleedCubbyBlue.com, and you can find him on Twitter at BleedCubbyBlue. He's uh, talking some Cubs baseball with us here 
on the seventh inning stretch. So, Al, if you were to point to a, a situation on this team to say, if Joe Madden is able to take the Cubs to X, he will be back. Uh, but if he doesn't take them to X, he will not be back. Where are your parameters on that for him? Well, I think that, you know, obviously, I think getting to the World Series uh, would certainly bring him back. Uh, I can't imagine letting go a manager who brought the Cubs to their second World Series in more than 70 years, even if they don't win it. Uh, Of course, winning it, I think, would clinch it for sure. Missing the playoffs, if they miss the playoffs entirely, then I think that you're looking at moving on because, you know, not only the manager at that point, I think a lot of the players are going to be gone. Um. Be, uh, you know, in the in the middle of that, you know, getting to the playoffs, maybe winning a playoff series, getting to the NLCS, you know, then I guess you'll have to see how they do. Um, I, and I'm a big Joe Madden fan. I'd like to see him stay regardless. I think he's he's the best Cubs manager in at least 85 years. And I, I just don't think that changing to somebody else just for the sake of change is the right thing to do. Yeah, well, and I agree with you. I, I think that Madden should, as far as I'm concerned, have a lifetime contract. I, I mean, I don't understand what bringing in a no-name manager, because, you know, I, I personally, and maybe you think differently, I'd be curious what your thoughts are. I don't think it's going to be David Ross. I don't think it's going to be Joe Girardi. It's not going to be a quote-unquote name guy who's going to come in. I think the Cubs would go of the way of a guy who is, you know, on board with the analytics of baseball, somebody maybe you've never heard of before, a younger kind of name. I mean, I, I, that's not going to make anybody excited in, in Chicago, as far as I'm concerned. Do you, do you think that would be the path they would take if they were to let go of Madden? Yeah, probably so. In fact, the guy might already be in-house in uh, bench coach uh, Mark Loretta. You know, that, that may be why they brought in Mark Loretta is to kind of be around just in case they decide to go that way. So, but, you know, like I say, you and I are, are on the same page, you know, Joe Madden has been, you know, the, the breath of fresh air that this team had needed for so long, changing the clubhouse culture, uh, changing kind of changing just the way the whole organization approaches playing baseball. Al, final question. Um, in your gut, how far or how uh, quickly of a playoff run will this 2019 Cubs team have, in your opinion? Boy, I mean, that's impossible to tell. You know, any team can go on can go on a run once they get hot. You know, the Giants ran a wild card year with an 88 wins to a World Series in 2014. The Royals got to a World Series and took the Giants to Game Seven with that same record, 88 wins in 2014. So, you know, you don't have to. You know, the Red Sox won 108 games last year and won the World Series. Now they're struggling and may miss the playoffs. It's just a matter of getting hot at the right time. This team this year has had runs where they've gotten hot for several weeks at a time. If they can get everybody playing up to their capabilities, yes, they can go all the way to win the World Series. Uh, am I predicting that? No, because once you get in the postseason, and it's, it, it's been said many times, it's a crapshoot. It really is. It's, it's really hard to say. But if they can get in, once they get in, I think they can compete with anybody else who is in that postseason. He's Al Yellen. He's the managing editor of BleedCubbyBlue.com. You can also find him on Twitter at BleedCubbyBlue. Al, thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us here on the seventh inning stretch. We really appreciate it. Uh, we would love to have you on down the line, uh, hoping, hoping this Cubs team makes a long and prosperous run in the postseason. Sounds good to me. Thanks for having me. Our thanks to Al Yellen. And, of course, you can find Al on Twitter at BleedCubbyBlue. And, of course, his website, www.BleedCubbyBlue.com. 
Cubs.com. Thanks to Al for his time and insight on what's going on with the Cubbies right now. And of course, if you want to connect with us on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan D. Lieber. You can find Chad at Cubs Confines, as we always enjoy hearing from our listeners and hearing from you about what we can do better for the show and what you want to even talk about for that matter. And if you're looking for Cubs tickets, both uh, to Wrigley Field, to Mesa, if you're looking to add to a, a rich discussion and dialogue uh, around uh, um, the latest in Cubs news and rumors, if you want to give us some suggestions on upcoming podcast series uh, and any ideas, uh, make sure you go to Facebook and look for the Chicago Cubs Friendly Confines Facebook page because uh, uh, it's a thriving, beautiful community, and we love to hear from our listeners. Yep. So let's move on to the eighth inning, Chad. And, of course, uh, Something that's been going on in the bleachers all season long is the cup snakes. And for those that may not be familiar with what this is, basically uh, people who are drinking beer in the bleachers are stacking the cups um, and trying to get a long snake, so to speak, <laughs> it's all so the silly. way to it's the so top silly. of the bleachers. <laughs> and then, of course, cup security, uh, doing what cup security does best, confiscating the uh the, uh, the the snakes, the uh, cup snakes, and not allowing the fans to basically have their fun. I personally find it hysterical. I like it. I think it's funny. I think it adds something to the game. And anytime you can involve security to have to do more for their job other than just stand around, because basically I don't feel like they do much to begin with. Um, <laughs> they keep the peace. Come on now. To, uh, <laughs> to see. So I'm all for it. If they want to confiscate it, that's their business. But keep those cup snakes going all in on this so keep those going i think it's silly um i always do one bleacher game a season because i like just the vantage point and the energy out there um and granted during certain times during the summer it's it's where the the the, the cubs can and wrigley field can get kind of a reputation for uh, not interested in the game and just there to party but i've always said to anybody else go anywhere else in the grandstand go anywhere on the upper deck go on underneath the overhang People, they're watching the game. There's nothing else. There's no drinking and partying. So the bleachers is where the fun stuff should happen. It's where the, the cup snake should happen. So for you out there that are doing cup snakes, and I think it's going to be stopped. I think security is going to stop it immediately from now on because it's getting a lot of publicity. They don't like it. But if you're doing one of these, finish your flipping beer. Finish it. Put the backwash on the ground. Empty the cup. The worst thing about the cup snake, the thing that really sucks, and, and, and it was recently on an article by Al, our, our recent guest, uh, on this episode. Um, the worst thing is when the thing breaks apart and you find there was beer in some of those things and it showers on people's head. who were just there laughing and giggling. So let's not dump beer on people, people. And, and also there's no such thing as backwash when you're having a draft beer, finish your flipping beer. I feel very strongly about that. Finish your beer, but keep the cup sticks going. That's I support it. I'll allow That's, it. That is the takeaway. All right. Ninth inning. Let's finish up strong here, Chad, the wild, wild race. Um, I asked this question to Al. He seems to disagree with me. But um, I have conceded at this point that the Cubs are not going to win the division, per mm. se. I think they are going yeah. to get the wild card. I disagree. But I, I still think that the, uh, the Cardinals are going to win this division. Um, and there are a lot of teams that are hot on the trail of the Cubs as well, namely the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And don't count out the, the Brewers or the Mets either. I mean in the mix but you know anything can change the diamondbacks are playing really good baseball right now uh and the phillies seem to just be kind of lingering um i i know i may be in the minority when i say the cubs uh probably won't win the division 
Um, and I've kind of looked at them more as like the wild card. But nothing I have seen from this team is going to show me that they are going to overtake the Cardinals right now, regardless of the fact that they have seven games to play with yeah. the Cardinals. Because I just think the Cardinals are playing tremendous baseball right now. Um, what do the Cubs need to do down the stretch? I mean, you have to look at the records. They have to go at least 17-7 and seven, um, down the stretch here, Chad, at least, in my opinion, to win the division. And I don't think that is possible from this team. I, I see this team going more 14 and 10 at best 15 and nine down the stretch. And for me, that'll be good enough for the wild card, but not good enough to win the NL central. Here's the thing. I, I do disagree with you that it's going to be a wild card and, and it's, 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 it's bleak. It's, it's bleak. The reason I disagree with you, it's either going to be the division or they're going to be on the outside looking in. And the reason I say that is because those seven games in the last 10 are against the Cardinals. That is your division. Unless this team lays an egg over the next week and a half um, against the Brewers, Padres, Pirates, and Reds, unless they lay an egg there and they just get completely knocked out, they're going to be close enough to the Cardinals where they're, it's going to be a, a, a two-horse race for the division. If they don't win that two-horse race for the division against the Cardinals, they're going to lose too many games and the, uh, some other wildcard team is going to sneak in. So I think it's either the Cubs are sitting at home, outside looking in, or they win this division. I'm not going to predict a win total. All I'm going to say is, you know, this stretch right now, these four against the Brewers, um, these four against the San Diego, and can I be very honest, I'm going to go to all four of those games in San Diego against the Padres. And and, and there are some travel implications of going from Milwaukee to San Diego, San, San Diego back home. Um, th th these eight home games, historically based upon how they have played this year on the, on the road, if they can't figure out, how to win on the road in these next eight games, it's, it could get very, very bleak by the time um, this time next week, next Thursday, rolls around. So what I'm going to share with you is it is going to come down to Mark September 19th on your calendar. That is when the first of seven games against the Cardinals, and that's when we're going to find out, without a doubt, what this 2019 Cubs team is actually made of. Yep, for sure. It's absolutely going to come down to that. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Friendly Confines. Our thanks to Al Yellen from BleedCubbyBlue.com. And, of course, to Chad and myself, giving you another episode. We will talk to you next time on the Friendly Confines. As always, go Cubs. See you at the ballpark, everybody. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. For I've seen other teams and it's never the same When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're a field The first time you walk into Wrigley